hey you guys listen i was just i was telling Django this but like my computer died and Django spent like a whole day putting it back together and now i'm just in this like i guess similar to what i imagine roman feels like which is like i'm afraid to touch technology and i'm afraid to actually have to like go in and find i'm gonna have to like my templates for podcasting haven't been saved and all this stuff. It's going to be kind of a Dylan to get this whole thing up and going. But instead of finding the theme song, I might just start, I might just throw a new theme song on this thing. Everyone feel okay about that. Sure. In the twilight hours of this podcast, Batman in quarantine, we'll change it up for the Aww. final March of the final paperback. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, do you guys hear that? No. Over the, over the, you guys don't hear that new theme song coming in over the horizon. Oh, there, yeah. Just beyond. You're not groovy. Sounds like death. Roman, that was a joke. You don't hear it yet. I'm going to edit it in. It's okay. I had exactly the same reaction. Actually, two times now. episode 72 of batman in quarantine it's four boys they're sitting at desks i didn't think Django was going to be here today and then Django's the only one that showed up for a while so then we started it <laughs> and now everyone is here like four cowboys meeting up at the pass to hunt sheep sheep oh, we're we're hunting them you Django, it's 72. My favorite number. For no reason that makes sense, it's an asinine thing. It has been since I was a child. We're going to talk about Batman Incorporated Volume 2, issue number 7, marching towards the end, getting in the setting sun. Four four boys falling asleep in the back of the caravan as the sun sets. But before the sun sets, let's talk about this gritty thing. Yeah. Sorry, I was just singing a little, little. Yeah, yeah. Zoom horse, I ride. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Wanted, dead or alive. (laughs) Oh man, there's a world where Roman spent time on stage singing, and I'm sad I don't live in that world. Because his face was the best thing, and the viewers know that, and I know they're not viewers, but Romeoki, Romeo from the the soul, you know, (laughs) located in the scrotum, all the way up. You could see it. (laughs) <laughs> the best part the best part of biden's inauguration that that uh zoomed in bon jovi song <laughs> yeah i was so glad that they zoomed in bon jovi did they do that i must have missed that i forget if i don't know if it was zoom but yeah he was on some pier somewhere with some musicians and not in dc <laughs> wow bon jovi i love that guy yeah, bon, bon john bovey bear yeah <laughs> but really though let's get into this here folks guys we're we're just marching towards the end here. It seems like we're setting up the chessboard in this issue to really just have everything get knocked down. I feel like in the next issue, I got a text message from Andrew last night at 1230 while I was in my bed. And he said, and he said, very cute, because he's so cute. He says, Jeff, 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 I just read two issues of Batman and I saw the next issue's cover homage to RIP and knew that was coming. I couldn't help myself. I'm definitely at least a little misty-eyed this evening. We're, we're just kind of here getting cozy for the misty-eyed event of next issue. How did everyone feel about this? We're Justin, Man, Roman, I, and Django. Glad to, I'm Jeff. Here's our, That was our intro. There we go. It, it, it had some great funny moments, I thought. I uh, Since I was gone the last issue, that doesn't make sense. Since I wasn't here for the last podcast for the last issue, 
And that's the weird one with the goat stuff and the portals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like how Batman feels like in the beginning of this issue, like I've been thrown out of a window into another issue because uh, I hadn't read that one. I read that one like two weeks ago now. And mm -hmm. so I was like, what happened? There was goat portals and Batman. And so uh, I had goat to go back portals. and reread reread that. And the goat portals still don't make sense to me. I think that's kind of almost where we landed like some of them match up and some of them are kind of it's a cool visual yeah thing but i love that this picks up immediately after yeah like like it's just the next panel of batman after he's been thrown out of the window or you could say it's just the next portal <clears throat> boy <Could. laughs> i uh i love that bottom first page the bottom that bottom shot of just the the robins all coming to a stop on their various motorcycles. That, that was just a nice, nice composition. What a weird thing to have like an army of muscular young men that you give motorcycles that follow, like drive around the city <laughs> looking for you. What a great fantasy to have. I just have these perfectly muscular young men in tight costumes on motorcycles driving around when I get hurt, looking for me to take care of me. I just had to make sure and give them all slightly unique personalized motorbikes so that they all <laughs> yeah. feel unique. Jeff, what are we doing just buying these guys microphones? We got to buy them some <laughs> motorcycles. Oh, don't pretend that you and I are the Batman in that situation. You are the man who's recruiting all of us strong, strong young boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arms. people like to act like holding Caulfield's weird for like wanting to catch kids as they jump off hay bales for, e for eternity. <laughs> but like, it's pretty weird to want like teenage plus men driving around on motorcycles looking for you well he knows strange. he's always in the danger dangerous light right you know you need yeah. you need those strong strong boys to to get there and help you out i think it's interesting that on that first page i think that the man bat saved batman's life well sure yeah, he would have been clunked as yeah, fuck yeah that would have that would have hurt his head clunked batman always good. finds a way like to like a villain will decide to put him in a death trap rather than shooting him when he's in unconscious or you know he's clearly in present danger about to you know get clunked as fuck on the ground but a man bat steals him to go put him into another kind of clunk trap you know it's, so it's the costume it, it's you the don't, art you don't of, just yeah. shoot a man in a costume you gotta no. <laughs> elaborate talk yeah. about out of the frying pan and into the fire though i almost would have just fall rather fallen and gotten clunked up than i know where he ends up where where he ends up bothered me the last time quite a bit and then last night i like was dreaming about like you can't get out of that there what, what is there there's nothing in there like it yeah, really yeah. bothered me i was like in my psychic space like thinking like god that is so uncomfortable that is so claustrophobic i was walking through my mind palace i went through a door and it led me right into the inside of a fucking safe damn it, it. sucks when that happens <laughs> god damn it mind palace isn't that how houdini died inside his own mind inside a safe inside of his own mind oh gosh yeah like a safe inside his mind inside the water <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, I think it is oh gosh <clears throat> he might not have been in a safe he might have just been handcuffed he's hey, claustrophobic and... I, I love getting stuck in a safe in my mind palace because because then in You're my mind there. i well yeah it's safe but also because then in my mind i'm forced to uh panic and then i turn into you know plastic roman and just ooze out the little tiny imperceptible cracks <laughs> i uh i love plastic roman a small a small tidbit from the next page i thought Django would find particularly interesting 
uh, at the bottom of that page, we have Commissioner Gordon smoking a cigarette. And mm-hmm. Commissioner in, uh, Gordon enjoying the cigarette, um, despite featuring, he was featured in an American Heart Association ad following his smoking-induced heart attack in Batman 459. By the 90s team, Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle, Gordon's been back on the demon weed since James Robinson's Face the Face arc, which immediately preceded uh, Morrison's run, which I thought was interesting just because you had recently brought up how in Future State there's a lot of like smoking and drinking going on. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember when Gordon had sort of been taken off the demon weed so to speak but yeah first of all whoever wrote that needs to get on urban dictionary and look up demon weed but um yeah i i remember vividly when he stopped smoking do you remember that justin and roman um i don't remember specifically yeah and i'd forgotten about the heart attack thing and the one i remember (laughs) is what he quit smoking when he was in a bat suit in batman but that was more recent oh yeah yeah, that's true. I want to bring your guys' attention to the name of the hospital is St. Mapheus. Uh-huh. And that is... Malfast, the... isn't it? Yeah, well, M-A-I-F-A. Oh, yeah, Malfast, sorry. Yeah. Um, I thought that was an I. Yeah, Malfast is, I think, trying to look up his exact number. Uh, I think he's the 39th demon in the Key of Solomon. Um, and in the Key of Solomon, demons have very specific things that they can do. Um, in this one, it just interesting overlap. Uh, he appears as a raven, um, in resemble, but he can resemble a man with a horse's voice. He's said to build houses, high tower, towers, and strongholds, and also be able to throw down any buildings of their enemies and destroy enemies' desires and thoughts. Hmm. So with all this like being trapped in towers, being trapped in places, it's curious that that's the name of the hospital or whatever that building is. I think it's a hospital that he gets kicked out of because we're seeing buildings and entrapments and yeah. towers in this. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Boy, yeah. Bruce, you could, that shows Bruce's uh, state of mind over Damien and everything because he should have noticed that clue that it was, the, it was a trap. Mm-hmm. stop talking about your dreams and remember your demon teachings yeah <laughs> i actually read uh a group of people were kind of building this theory together that each of these like the issues so far of this portion of ink have been related to tarot and so that previous issue they had tied it to the tower and we had talked a little bit about that malthus connection last week yeah. but then you i did we didn't stumble across the relationship to like towers but it had said it tied issue one to the star, issue two to the high priestess, issue three to the hanged man, issue four to death, five to the devil, six to the tower, and then this one, possibly uh, the world or the chariot. And I thought, mm. that's a fun group of people in a, in a group, like tie in metaphorical equivalences to single issues of single cards, which I think tarot is probably real good for because there's just a lot of metaphor to be extrapolated there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't see the world in this at all. Um, but if this is the tower, that makes sense because there's people get real to death and the devil um, in tarot. But traditionally, the tower is probably the worst card of the. And that was that was the previous issue where all the people died and yeah that was what people tower. were hypothesizing and he was like going up the tower the whole time and right it's kind of a you know ego death in a bad way like realizing your limits as a human being and a something else forcing your morality or your mortality um 
almost like a psychotic break, um, you know, in about hubris as well, not willing to see things other than your own, your own visions of things. Which also I feel like ties in well with the parable of like the, you know, the, the, the different circles of illustrations from the last episode, because like the, the peak of that, you know, primal simile was, kind of that ego death thing or like the the unification after you've caught the bull um and then like trying to bring it back but also he falls at the end so i think that like mirror for ego death stands yeah um that makes sense you know this is like the collapsing of batman's support system that he thought was so strong and uh kind of overlooked how fucked he is and now shit is getting real bad you guys think that this whale carcass is the exact same whale carcass from Leviathan Strikes? It probably is, but I was just thinking, how many days has it been? How deteriorated and maggoty should this whale carcass be? Well, the last four issues have been like One two day. hours. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Was yeah, the whale in Leviathan Strikes? Yeah, that's where they go and meet Tractor and Spira. Oh, that's uh, the Leviathan Strikes is the one where they're in the submarine. Oh, sorry, Batman the Return, the one right oh, okay. after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the Damien's line damage to the whale's pelvic region is exactly what we'd expect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've just been missing tractor. So it's so great to see him again. Uh, Just like on board with Batman incorporated, even though he's not wearing the, the emblem and then just like the four armed woman. I love the lack of explanation of those two characters. And they're just sort of like, I don't know. They're, they're great. Tractor looks like an image villain. Like a like a villain in Spawn or like a character on the Wetworks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you, you to say what the Russian accent. The tractor, tractor, spider, spider. They were they were part of uh they were part of the. It wasn't clear to me until I think this issue, but they were part of the collective, which were the, the Taya created, created these super powered people just to for followers to practice against and learn how to kill. Mm-hmm. Is that I think something one, from another issue, or is it just when they allude to that in here? They mentioned it, I think, the first time Trektir and Spydra showed up. But okay. in this one, it's it's there's a couple panels that make it more more obvious because they I show. like that idea of like rich people buying themselves like a genetically created superhero to protect them, creating them. Yeah, yeah. I think the big like one of the biggest revelations in this that I kind of forgot is. I mean, they they iron out the revelation that Fatherless is the clone from Demon here, which I think people could assume or interpret, but um, I could, could have pieced together leading up to here, but we kind of get it stated here, which which is cool. I had to remember that that's actually uh, a cool thing because, you know, remembering it, that revelation doesn't mean as much. Yeah, and it's just so twisted that, you know, she created the heretic Fatherless, is an you know kind of Damien Damien's brother in a way, but he doesn't have a dad, so he's all messed up. And yet she, Dale Talia, the mom, made fatherless that headgear made him look like Damien's dad, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just also cruel. And I couldn't help but like think about how Dark Knight Rises had come out like right around this time. And like how much fatherless kind of has a Bane vibe in some regards. There's like the yeah. mask and yeah, I just kind of, I remember the original time reading this, that circle of ideas all sort of feeling like they were overlapping, even though it definitely isn't him, but. So at the, at the 
bottom of the page where we see Squire being consoled, um, Gordon tells the new guy to call in some backup. And that seems like a weird thing to do without some sort of, uh, without that being some sort of setup. Do we right, think that yeah. the backup is the school bus full of kids that shows up? Yeah. Yeah, the, and, new, the new guy is an agent of Leviathan. And I think they refer to like a new guy in the first three issues being like seemingly being mm-hmm. a uh, Leviathan issue or uh, okay. person. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. When I got to that panel, I was like, oh, you can't trust the new guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like that line of dialogue <laughs> wouldn't exist unless it's for sure a Leviathan person. Did you guys see the bat poles in the bat cave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. The artists yeah. don't usually put those in there. You know, speaking of the art, on that same page as um, Gordon telling the new guy, when the God, the close-up panel of Dick consoling yeah. Squire, that is so good. Not only the details of the water drops and everything, but that's a real ugly cry. Usually it, it was, is. <laughs> I was thinking an ugly cry that was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, usually comic book artists, when they draw somebody crying, it's just, you know, like, I don't know, more poetic and and in deer, I don't know, and, but you don't. They don't draw them ugly crying. <laughs> well, he ugly died too. Yeah, yeah he ugly he died as fuck. Picked up clunk. and used as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love right in front of her. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love the Burnham so realistic with that. I love the shot of Knight being carried by the giant knight-like robots through mm. the the yeah. rainy night like oh that's such an evocative page i was wondering like who programmed the robot to kind of bow its head yeah while yeah <laughs> bruce is always thinking ahead yeah body in equals case my limp. Limp. yeah <laughs> in case one of my fallen comrades dies trying to in a final like push to defeat the villain i want to program them ahead of time to mourn them <laughs> We uh, so, so last week we all remember that Will Elmer had sent us the adorable voicemail demanding more bat cow, and we definitely get some nice, at least silent shots of bat cow on the back of these subsequent pages here. And bat cat mm-hmm. too. Oh, so into bat cat. Bat hound. Bat hound. I love, I love awesome. that. Yeah, that one panel, and for no reason other than that it's cute. There's that tiny little inset panel of uh, the three of them sleeping, curled up, all <sighs> next, all on each yeah. other. <laughs> I love and didn't realize until the second time through that when Damien is feeding the food to the cat and he says, see his hands all scratched up with claw marks because he's like, I'm teaming the cat. But like, yeah, that doesn't my hands are the same way. Got cats, cat scars all over him. You're just not as good at taming animals as Damien is. Yeah, I like that Damien's a vegetarian and it looks like a fatherless isn't, you know, he eats his own umbilical cords. So <laughs> yeah, he can't be considered a vegetarian at that point. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess that umbilical cord mm-hmm. is probably not a vegetarian item. <laughs> no, no are you a vegetarian if you chew your nails? I do that. Depends on if you swallow them or not. Who doesn't? Yeah, I just put human meat in my mouth and spit it out. Oh, yeah, I love I mean, that. Only if it's... Yeah, I- yeah, you skip the nails, go straight for the fingers. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny that when um, the Robins, well, well, when Tim and Jason are both leaving the scene, um, all of a sudden, with no explanation, uh, Jason is in a Batmobile. And when I first got to, when I got to that panel, I was like, who's this in the Batmobile? And what Batmobile is this? <laughs> and then I realized in the next panel, oh, 
they just needed Jason in a Batmobile that could, because he needed to be able to communicate with the cave and have a camera and, and communication system set up, which his bike apparently doesn't. Doesn't Dick say like, take the Batmobile as well? Does he? I didn't see that. I didn't read that. Anyway. Yeah. It says wingman, listen to me. And then in the next panel, it says, take the Batmobile. And he's like, well, God, why are you giving orders circus boy? Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay. Okay. But I still wonder what Batmobiles is. How come they got rid of their cool I know. Flying, flying Batmobile? <laughs> It'd be pretty handy at this point. Yeah, this one looks kind of chintzy compared to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it does. true. It's got that. It's got that sort of uh, '66 vibe to it. It's kind of blocky, is all. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, give the give the crappy Batmobile to Jason. Also, just weird to keep saying Wingman because he's got the helmet, but it's got the fake face embedded in it to make him look <laughs> older. It's like that rubbery, jowly face. So I keep seeing this like jowly old guy. It's bizarre. <laughs> like after after the the jig was up, I would probably tear the rubber off of that mask. Yeah, and yeah. keep the helmet and talk freely. Right. Yeah. Ace freely. I love seeing him punch out of the whale. And then yeah, Justin's shout out to the him biting the umbilical cord is so brutal and like gross and rad. I wish I wish I had an opportunity to bite my own umbilical cord. I'd <laughs> yeah. probably have a lot more vigor and lust for life if I did, you know. Yeah. That's the stage. Yeah. Like life is combat, you know. My parents saved mine, but when I was a child, I I found it and I thought it was jerky and I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about like look at where he's biting his umbilical cord. That means that he's running around with like six feet of umbilical cord attached to him. He made a poor yeah. choice right out of the gate. Wait a yeah. minute. I he uses like... that as a weapon. Yeah, he's yeah. Using... yeah. <laughs> Django, don't you guys still have your umbilical cords or something? I kept my kids' teeth. Does your mom have your umbilical cord? God, I don't know. I feel it, like that's the kind of thing you learn about Django, right? Yeah. 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 My mom doesn't have mine. I know she wouldn't have kept that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if my mom kept the like the, the placenta fell off or something. No, I don't. It's I don't like think a little that. walnut for everybody. It's dry. Mm. Placentas are not walnut size. But I was just thinking about how when they dry, <laughs> you know, like to follow up on our raisins conversation from earlier. Oh. Um, you know, how small does a placenta get if you set it in the sun for several days? <laughs> You know, this is... It's you can really make kombucha cool. out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's why it tastes that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> smells like vinegary. feet. No. <laughs> Though I feel comfortable. More comfortable than I've ever been. Like I'm back in the womb. <laughs> this storyline really shows how mean and twisted Talia is. I mean, just the fact... I felt so bad for that. The flashback uh, when Spotless burst out of the womb and that poor... That poor whale. I mean, she just used the whale for, you know, dramatic symbolism. Effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dramatic effect and symbolism. Other than that, there's really no reason to use a, to kill a whale and use it this way. Yeah, the like self mythologizing of that character that Talia goes to the the lengths to, to do is is really interesting. Just having it like born at the heart of the hero's journey in the the stomach of the whale. Yeah, mm. you know, and I was I was looking up. I was trying to find look up sim, symbiology for for. Uh, belly of the whale yeah yeah and it's interesting i noticed that because i'm not i'm i'm a heathen um but in christianity jonah was in the whale belly of the whale for three days and then he's transformed and spit out um but it's regarded as a as a foreshadowing of jesus's rebirth after the crucifixion because he was in the cave for three days um hmm. 
so it's this whole idea of birth of rebirth and transformation it's like oh okay and, hmm. and then uh this person joseph campbell's the hero with the thousand faces the belly of the whale represents the final separation from the hero's known world and self by entering the stage the hero shows willingness to undergo a metamorphosis right it's a type of like catabasis like you're in the depths of the deepest dwelling thing in the earth and when you come out you emerge from one world the lower world to another just like christ went from the dead to the living uh, Jeff, I'm going to workshop this a little bit and I'll send you yeah, an yeah. audio file, but can you put a Pinocchio joke in when I send you the audio Oh yeah, file? for sure. Like Monstro, Jonah, three days, yeah. Rolling the Stone, three days. Yep. Uh, it took three days for Pinocchio to become a real boy. Yep. Yeah, and, all, of, uh, all of these and his, um, his nose turned into an umbilical cord. I don't know. I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the umbilical cord, if you leave it in the sun, it shrinks a little bit, but it was six feet long originally. It becomes three feet long or so, and that's what his nose is. Placentio, placentio. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah, seen Pocahontas yeah. since I was probably, or sorry, <laughs> Pinocchio, since I was like four or five, because it scared the shit out of me back then. <laughs> Yeah, to come to find out he's made out of a placenta, it's even worse. It's even weirder, right? There is some <laughs> deeply psychological stuff happening there at that time, Disney. Guys, the hood double cross. It's a triple cross of the hood now. Yep. Like I a don't true trust spy. Him. It's spoken like a true spy. Yeah, for sure. I can't remember. I know we were talking about like the ambiguity of him getting the gun blammed at him when that happened. But it's because it was a triple cross, triple cross. Is, Wanted those ink people to think he was out of spiral, but he's back. He was never out of spiral. And at this point, spiral is part of Leviathan. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, so he's just so. a. It's got its own. Another team. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're kind of competing, or will be competing, um, global, corporate, corporate. Uh, controllers so then yeah, what's his motivation cat. for disabling part of the bat family who is going up against his biggest his his organization's biggest challenge i'm not sure but kate kane was like oh god this is a big mess that my dad started on nets you know mm -hmm. um and so he's working for kate kane who i think is the head of spiral at this point um and I remember them saying, like, those two are big players. And then Batman, they kind of talk shit on Batman. Like, he's just the kind of kid in between them. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, I, I don't know, maybe do they want to destroy the world as well? I and feel like, like you said, like, there's, you know, I think Kate Kane is in charge of Spiral. And Spiral is a much older and more established organization than we know. But I think that it's almost like spiral and leviathan have their own battle going on or something and spiral spiral is almost just like okay batman you're doing great but time to take off the kid gloves like we're gonna actually end this thing now it's it yeah, almost this is an me, actual threat yes yeah, it's, it's sort of ironing out that difference that just legitimizing kate kane's journey she's now a part of like a very official thing that can even it, it's so effective in what it does that it kind of like all right batman we've been watching you the whole time you're doing good but jason you pass out over here like we're gonna actually put this thing to bed now was kind of how i read it okay for sure and it implies like over again like this this thing is a lot older and predates batman like you know batman may be really effective and has his whole you know legion of boys but when it comes to like world global events spiral's been pulling the strings for a really long time maybe uh Maybe the Hood's new mission is to kidnap Jason and make him an agent of Spiral. Mm, I would like that. 
think it's swallowing also, up more bat rejects. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's also a nice irony, irony that the uh, the guy and the 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 current guy in a red hood takes out the guy who used to be the red hood. Mm-hmm. Tim Drake getting a good shot here. Love that. I just wish it's it weren't this Garbo up. Garbo costume. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so that shot of him of Tim going into the window. Yeah. I like um, it. That's basically an homage to his first cover appearance, right? I don't know. Except it's oh cool. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Roman? It's like yeah, a foggle drawing of him in a tree in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Coming yeah. in like that. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Man, the art as usual, the art in this. I just again, I think Justin, I don't know, somebody brought it up before, but the rain. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the, the panel of Talia and Father sitting in the car and she hits the trigger. And I was just the whole panel, I was just focused on the rain on the outside of the window. It's got this sure. like David Fincher feel to it, like seven or something. Yeah. 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 The reflection of the bus driving up into the like puddly rain on the ground. And then in the first shot of the mm-hmm. first page, even individual pieces of glass have like pools of rain on them as they're falling down. Like, I think he just like loves drawing rain and there's <laughs> the- a rain effect at the end of this issue that's like my favorite yeah the the one when they drop the safe in the water and it's yes. like the camera is below the water looking up at the surface and it's all those yeah so yeah. good being in water why it rains is so cool and like that perspective shot to think of it that way is so cool um i i do love the continuity of this that like we have ellie in this issue and we see like her dealing with wayne tower and she's still a good a good guy, one of the only good people in the Wayne Tower, it seems like at this point, except for that cop. So that I, I just liked the continuity of that character. I did too. I had a question about that lobby too. I because I was surprised to see a giant coin in this lobby too. It's like in a tank and astronaut well, suits. Why does why is all that stuff in there? Yeah, uh, we had touched on it a little bit earlier, but an issue like two or three, I even think the first volume, Bruce had moved a whole bunch of the Bat Cave stuff to Wayne Tower because he was kind of making it publicly known that Batman is funded by Wayne. So even in the, like the earlier issues, there's like, I think a a couple more overtly direct references to Batcave things that have been moved into Wayne tower. Okay. And these, these are the two pages that are drawn by someone else in the volume that, or in the issues and the volume that that Roman has. Um, and again, when when I look at the when I look at the pictures that you sent me, Jeff, of the ones that um, are in the the reprint drawn by Chris Burnham, they, these are more. It looks like you said he Chris Burnham probably did the layouts for these pages, but the subtle differences between Ellie's umbrella having been blown inside out versus Burnham's in the middle of being blown inside out, and like every action decision burnham just makes makes that decision to be in the middle of the action rather than after the action yeah i'm I'm curious to that point because i don't have them but you did send them to me but like on that we have the police officer shooting the other guy and the gun is going off and the blood is blood is squishing out is is again do we in the fill an artist does it look like before or after that moment in the in the fill-in artist, that that part is pretty similar. Okay, um, but we get um, we get the full cop on here, but like the um, 
even when Talia is walking through on the, on the third to last panel on the second page, in Burnham's, she is halfway past the dude. Mm -hmm. And in the other one, she's all the way past the dude. And it's, it's just mm -hmm. like, it's really subtle, but the, the, the placement of the action is, is a little bit different. Weird to me that all of the Leviathan foot soldiers are in just white and red outfits. Like it's a weird, I remember yeah. like with the fill in art back then being like, who are these? Are these, they look like maybe they're just painters who are working on the big void space that is the lobby of Wayne Tower. Like it's just this disappointingly basic room that I feel like it is that because it was somebody doing layouts to then pass over to a fill-in artist and then come back to him like it's it's a little bit more boring of a physical space i particularly remember in the next episode with the fill-in art like it was just like we're just in a big white room <laughs> like if you're gonna go to the lengths of like putting your super soldier in a whale to burst out for symbology you think you'd get like a a more leviathan based costume to symbolically look like you're like your painters. brand, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least spring for some berets so that their their uh, Masada police from preacher costume is complete. Give me a patch or something, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the sick logo you got from a cool evil graphic designer on there. Give us a each a black skull mask that she yeah. had, or a, you know whatever this like robed dark messiah thing she's going for. Like, come on, like a painter. Guys, we get the black and red checkerboard motif as we finally see Bruce tucked away in this uh, safe at the bottom of the water. What so do she's you been playing checkers all along? What, what, it wasn't chess. It was all. What do the three of you like make of the return of that motif, which we haven't really seen in quite a while? It was cool. <laughs> it's been so long since we talked about the meanings of that motif. I don't know what else to make of it, but it's nice to see it again. I think yeah. it was indicative of like so bruce is in total and this is just my bullshit reading of it but bruce is in total darkness again and he's in his like mind palace uh and that's where he saw the black and red that's like where the thogel ritual took place mm -hmm. i think bruce's consciousness like he thinks like a chessboard or a checkered game and it's always the dance of life and death black and red and so i feel like that's indicating like bruce's like he was in when he was buried alive like he's in that space again where he he's getting deep into himself to find that, that inner strength. Yeah. I guess eyes, you know, in a completely dark safe at the bottom of water is probably as close to the Togo ritual as you can get while not being right. Like while being right. in a conscious state. And when like your sensory input is turned off, your brain fills up the space, you know? Exactly. And so what's Bruce, Bruce's brain look like, apparently it's a kind of a, always an ongoing checkered board game. Yeah, know? actually, that's that's a great, great interpretation of it. That's that's rad. I love now just that being, I think, supported by just like the black fading into that. Like he is turning the last lack of sensory input into this thing, and it's kind of he's always seeing this. I I think I would have liked it better if it was chess rather than checkers, because red and black is not a chess game, and checkers is a much more simple game. And but, Batman is not playing checkers, right? But um for sure but isn't it like it is, is chess or checkers ever distinguished when he in like the red and black motif that's so important at the beginning do they ever like say checkers chess checkers ch is definitely red and black red and black yeah. right and like the the red and black motif 
was part of a totally different story. And I, I'm not, if I don't like something like that being brought back up this far into a different story that hasn't really had that red and black theme up to this point. I think I feel like Justin's read on it is like dead on. And I, I, I actually like the inclusion of it because it's just a weird callback. Like red and black was a pretty prominent motif during the first third of the story. And he was like in an isolation experiment. He then was in Togol. He then was buried alive. All of those were situations where he was deprived of any sensory input, kind of like an isolation yeah. experiment. And, and, and now he's back in a safe in that situation. And I think it, for me, I, I actually guess, really I like that that, that callback of like what Batman's the base operating system of his right. brain is, and like Zuran mm-hmm. R is a meditation on the base operating system of his brain. I feel I like that's was... the source code he's built on is just a binary life yeah. death, life death, red black. That's the weave of who he is. Yeah, I guess I was just mostly remembering like the red and black flowers that the Joker had, and how like yeah. red and black was a was a recurring theme outside of Batman. Yeah. Um, and I, but but I like I like that read. Never mind. Forget everything I said. Punch that out when you punch my Pinocchio joke in. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna do a lot of a lot of work editing. Plop um, a little black out with a little bit of red, a little bit I'm, of black. I'm I'm afraid to get back into the guts of editing podcasts at this point because it's moving such large data files around. Oh, but it'll be fine. We do get the adorable oh. like Alfred's when we go back to the scene like the, the page Roman had mentioned the three animals sitting together is like so touching like i love that they've already incorporated titus in there but i love alfred staring at the costumes all hanging and you can see the edge of the uh, matches malone makeup case there that we saw in issue three (laughs) fabulous but kind of knowing the foreshadowing of what's going on when damien says take care of my animals while i'm gone pennyworth is like just a stab in the heart and a twist of the knife I think for everybody, yeah. but I really like animals and yeah. yeah, that just him petting the cat while he does that and how happy the cat is. And Oh God, that is a real hard page. And it just shows Damien's growth as a human being. Like he was once an assassin and now he's this animal loving vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he cares about them. Like it's his family and yeah, it got kind of gets me choked up thinking about like what, what we're all headed for and, and stuff. And Damien, like, you know thinking yeah yeah just sad and cute yeah i love this character which character damien yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that final panel what uh, alfred says about his dad being proud of him i hope you know that it's not god said you another perfect page because the start of the page is is that the horrible mind wash kids attacking the cops and Gordon and Nightwing's already knocked out. I, how did that but, happen? But did he just, I don't, faint? I don't know. Like, they, oh. don't, they didn't, they didn't show it. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. But the panel also kind of made me laugh because it's horrible, but in the very foreground of it, you actually, it's framed by a cop, like running away oh. from a kid with a knife. <laughs> and it just kind of cracked me up. Cause it's like reminding me of some Max Senate, like, whoa, run away. And just like, you know, like, ah, that, the what's that like rock and roll high school movie that came out that the smells like teen spirit music video was based on by like the school that gets overrun by the kids i think the ramones right like yeah you know, the ramones were in it yeah and like <laughs> children of the corn and all these different weird things of like kids rebelling and murdering all the adults but I, the shot i didn't even kind of perceive that foreground information it's a great instance of just burnham 
your brain has to connect to that, right? Because it's just foreground information. I, w- I looked right past it to Gordon shooting a cop and how like chaotic that must be for like Gordon or the other police officers. Like, fuck, Leviathan is us. Like I'm shooting a police officer. What type of certainty would Gordon have to have in his brain to feel like, all right, that cop is unequivocally a bad cop. Like I can shoot him. Like it's just the the trauma yeah. of that scene is is profound. Yeah. Was that the new guy he just shot? I, mean. I think it's the new guy. And did... Who threw the Molotov cocktail? Was it the new guy? I think there see? was kids with, with Yeah, them. one of the kids okay. did. That was something else. God, Burnham, the continuity, because these kids, <laughs> they're the same kids that he actually drew on the cover, mm. and they're doing the mm. same things. Like, there's a little girl on the cover that also kind of made me giggle because she's so evil, and she's lighting them. I think she's lighting a, a, she's lighting something, not a co- Molotov cocktail, but she's lighting like a piece of wood or something on fire. Just the look on her face, it's so evil. And then you see her in the book, it's all the same kids. Yeah, they all look, they come off the bus and there's a, a little boy lighting them all top. And then in the, not the next panel, but the one after that, he's throwing it. And then he, it lands like pages later. And they're all like, their teeth are all messed up and they're all dirty. Like have they been starved and just yeah. turned like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh. they've, been, they've been on that Lord of the Flies island for a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. One's Dude, got bloody look, knuckles. When the, On the page with the kids uh, approaching, look at the panel just above it. You can see the new guy getting ready to draw his gun and probably disable oh, yeah. Nightwing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That panel, the panel top of the page, you know, he's, he's eyeing Nightwing mm-hmm. evilly. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that I didn't is... notice that. My interpretation that was that Dick Grayson was just so inherently apathetic that the idea of having to fight kids made him faint. He's yeah. like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this before about this specific part of the run, but um, you know, in, in Mad Max Fury Road, every object has a full story arc. Right. And I feel like it's the same in a lot of these panels. Burnham is doing the same thing. Like that cop has a full story arc just in this issue, but also going out to this whole run thanks to morrison yeah i i totally agree i and that's the thing that quietly would always talk about is about making all the background characters and everybody have a story that you could look at and put together if you wanted to even if they're just background characters love is, so we we kind of glossed over talia's plan here which is to throw bruce in a safe that she knows he'll get out of but she knows he'll get out just after she's destroyed everything. Does she know that he'll get out of it? She says, um, every detail was necessary for me to calculate to the microsecond exactly how long it would take you to escape this ridiculous trap. Mm-hmm. And then she says, when you get out, you will be just a little too late. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Right. Like it's just another layer of just like psychotic mind war. It's not even about being mm-hmm. physically in the safe. It's about getting in seconds below so he can see his. You're never failure. fast enough. Yeah. So what I want to know is what is the thing she didn't think about? Because Batman's going to have to get out just in time, right? Right. Or maybe is his he? family saves him. I don't. I don't remember. Is he? Remember. Is he going to get out in time? I guess we'll have to tune in next Bat Week same bat podcast i loved on the final page i didn't really realize until i was looking at it but 
it's all four of the Robins and they all, you know, there's like red prominently featured in each of them. And, you know, Dick's getting beat the fuck up. I really like this panel because it's got the hood bringing Jason to a woman. And I think that we're supposed to think from this image that it's Talia, but I, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's Kate Kane. I think yeah. we got oh. Tim running into the building, Robin coming off like, and then next, you know, dead Robin emblem just, I really love that cliffhanger for the issue, but also just like, you know, teen boy squad coming to rescue their, their man, their dad, mm -hmm. man. It's different his, shoes. His what? perfect fantasy realized. Is it different shoes? Yeah. yeah. Talia's wearing flats. Yeah. Talia's okay. wearing flats and also like sandals. Yeah. This similar Jeff or Jeff, sorry, dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar. That's dress. a Freudian <laughs> slip. Oh my gosh. Nope. It's a Freudian dress. Similar dress, but this one that we see Hood reporting to, that's a, it's a longer dress than what Talia's wearing. Jeff, you look good in red. Bud, I wear it for you. <laughs> I wear it for you. Red Figley. Red Figley. Yeah, I, red you know, figly. as I was reading this issue, it's just, it's an interesting spot we're in, in this series and this run and this podcast where so much of the beginning of this run and this podcast is sort of piecing together references and tying together this grand mission statement he had of making all continuity fit and now we're just in the middle of like a 12 issue story right like it's it mm -hmm. it, it doesn't seem to be so predicated on this lattice of continuity it's just actually telling a story and it's just really weird how the run becomes that like i i really like that we get a you know a linear story out of this whole run at some point and but I also really loved what was happening earlier as well. But it's just, it's gratifying in different ways. And I think that's a, sure. a cool, a cool thing that has happened. Well, they made that, they made the statement and now they're making another statement. Yeah. And, and it's just interesting, you know, I, I think go, before this podcast, I viewed the whole thing as more of a singular thing and stepping away from it now. Like I really do view it more as like three like definitely two chapters that are very much like one story, but a third chapter that's kind of a, a separate story. And they are all related, but um, I think before it really did feel more like a start it at the beginning and read all the way to the end. And here it feels like there are some rest stops on the road you can take. There's, um, are, are you guys familiar with the movie Marathon Man? No. Is it about old, Fontaine? No, it's about a dude whose uh, brother is uh, like a, an FBI or a CIA agent and his brother dies and he has to, oh wait, no, that's the sequel. The first one is just all this intrigue that's, that ends, like it, it's got a finish. And then the writer did a sequel and it's a totally different thing with some of the same characters. It's written by the guy that did uh, The Princess Bride, William Goldman. Oh, interesting. Um, and the there sequel is called Brothers. Was there a sequel movie made? No, no sequel oh. movie. The, the original movie was um, uh, Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. And it, it, yeah, it's if you ever hear somebody talk about somebody torturing teeth in a movie, it's probably from that yeah. movie. But that 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 kind of sequence kind of makes me think of this same setup where I think Grant had a plan and then he had the opportunity to do more and and realize that there's there's no reason to finish or to, to continue on this thing. It would be like beating a dead horse because they'd already said what there was to say about the, the first concept. 
every time you talk, it comes back to beating up horses, Django. I fucking hate horses. Like I know. Cool. I'm glad equine, more like e swine. The... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you get it. I, you get I, it I, I respect them because they're beautiful animals. But um, <laughs> Justin or Roman, any final thoughts on this issue or where we're at together? I can't wait for the next issue when Damien saves the day and everything's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I guess I would say like one and two definitely feel like mirrors, volumes one and two to each other. And then this one's like a separate thing, but I like how there's still kind of a through line. Like it may not be best viewed as a direct sequel, but it's a, a thing that happens in relation to, to the events. If everything happens, then that stuff happens too. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, this is just like what happens in Batman's life afterwards, but it's not necessarily the same one story. It's like, you know, it's a follow on. Yeah. Follow up. But you know, the inclusion of like the red and black checkerboard and the, like the symbology of that in that moment, like, you know, it, it really, I love its connection to that. And I, it, those right. things do still exist back, even just back to all of this Talia stuff for sure. Like it all, it all makes sense. It's not like, Hey, five years later, I decided to do this thing. Um, right. It's just further down the DNA. Yeah. It's like pitch black versus the Chronicles of Riddick. And you keep referencing movies, bud. Do you like movies? I like stories and I start a movie podcast. I kind of, I love, (laughs) I love sequels that are a totally different thing than the, than the original. Mm, And that's kind of thematically. I think that's what this is. That's pitch black into the Chronicles of Riddick. It's like a horror movie versus a sci-fi movie, but in the same world with the mummy into the Scorpion King. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe the best example. They get the most. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, gosh, everybody, this is episode 72. I'm so glad to have my boys all with me. That's two times 36. It's half a gross. Oh, my good Lord. Oh, my good Lord. Um, well, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get this up. I'm going to see about finding, restarting the templates and putting some new music in here. But, gosh, I guess we'll see everybody next week for episode 73. We'll be talking about number eight. Hopefully, Roman's wearing clothes next time but i guess it didn't throw us off too much this time i want you guys to see my umbilical cord (laughs) (laughs) somebody tell him what that is i've never met somebody who loves jerky as much as him the Um, jerky whip the jerky whip mother's jerky whip um it's part of his uh the night mariner character with the sockeye Mm -hmm. slap and the umbilical whip uh the sockeye swack Uh, all right everybody well on behalf of django roman and justin i'm jeff this is batman quarantine we'll see everybody next week you can get us emails at batmanincquarantine at gmail.com we'd love to have them send us those as we're getting near the end of this um tell us what you're planning to read after batman incorporated tell us tell us or or send us a goodbye message you know we still got a month and a half but um you know keep in contact all right everybody we'll see you all next week thanks for listening